You got to keep the big picture that, hey, we're changing the world. We're changing the world. If you want to be taken seriously, you have to be consistent. We're speaking with people that are sending a pulse to their industry. Pulse Welcome to, to Electric People. We have Dave Madsen on the show. Check out Tim Ballard. Jeff Curl. Sheckler. Kenzie Watts. The League presents Electric People. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today on Electric People Podcast, we have the one and only Idris Olade from the DC North office. And Idris, man, excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, your your laugh, your energy, everything about you, people just love. So I think everyone that hears you today is going to be really inspired and, and excited to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you. To, I, I'm going to start with this. Uh, what's your favorite song to sing? A song? Yeah. I know you sing. What's your favorite song? Like what? Like your go-to, like your go-to, you want to bring the house down. What are you singing? Well... I like gospel. Okay. <laughs> I'm a church boy, so okay. uh, gospel anytime. If you're going to draw a crowd, you're going to just start with the gospel stuff? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you grew up, was how, where did that influence come from? Uh, back home, my mom, my mom used to sing. Yep. She used to be the lead singer in the church way back in the village how big a deal is that to be a lead singer in the village oh it's, it's a big deal okay it's a big deal. like people are compet it's like a competitive like yeah. yeah it's like so she used to be in this local church she's just she's well known she's as, a celebrity in yes, the town just a small town but they know her <laughs> to be so i didn't grow up singing 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 i just started building the craft and uh yeah i think since it's from my mom is like you know mm. and i just walked on it and there it is. I just love it. So, what's the name of the village you grew up in? Or your mom? Is it? Your, did you grow up in the same town as your mom? My mom grew up in the village. Village. Then we moved to Lagos. Lagos is where, if you want to make it, you have to move there. Okay. Is by privilege. Got Not it. everybody is living Lagos. Okay. So what? Should, so what village did your mom? My mom grow is up? from Ondo State, Nigeria. Ondo State. Yes. Is that how did I say it right? Yes, Ondo. And describe that village. Um, it's a village, a small village. They don't have power, up to date. Okay. What are the What are the houses made out of? Wood. Wood. Uh, yes, built on top of water. It's on water. On water. The yes. village is on water. On water. Yeah. Like on stilts. On water, you like you, you you. There's no walk path. You go by local boats. What? Yeah. That's where. How do so? How do you you <laughs> could. <laughs> You just get around by boat. Yeah, you go around by boat. You want you sell things by boat. If you you know when you're selling, it's like Venice, Italy, but Africa version in a village. Yes, really. So you go by boat. You just if you're selling your stuff, you just you know paddle your boat to the nest. Hey, I want to buy this. You, you paddle clothes. And that's the kind. Of why are people doing this? Why? Well, I mean, there's Africa's a big place. Like, why don't you just settle on land somewhere? Well. They like they're like we just want to be on the water for safety probably. Well, development is not fully you know yeah. not assess development fully out there yet. But who had the idea to start building the village on water? They, they were fishermen. They, they were fishermen. Fish. They were women and men fishing. They just settled there, and they. I was born to it. <laughs> so so they, <laughs> I know, but who? I, how old is the village? Forever, donkey years. No, donkey years. Just eons. Yeah, like it's, uh, just people. People settled there. They went to fish and they farmed the village. Something they just—they're all fishermen. That's their source of income, fishing. And they're just like instead of having a walk to the water, let's just build the city on the water. And now it's everywhere. You just see. Really? Yeah. One day I'll take you there. We're gonna go to the village. Okay. We'll How deep's the water? No, not that deep. It's just behind the ocean, right? Okay. But just by the, the bay. So just... Is it good water? I mean, it's good fishing, apparently? Yeah. What kind of fish are we catching? All sorts. Rock, everything. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, like what? Like, what's an example of a Like, how big are these fish? It depends. It depends what you... It depends. And it's good eating? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> how do you catch them? I mean, how do you catch them? Like, how, what? I mean, are you just using regular old fishing we don't pole? Use, we don't use the rod over there. No rods. No rods. What do you use? We use nets. Nets. 
So Big nets or small, like it depends. For kids, everybody's everybody's fishing. So kids, they have the way to set traps with nets and they catch. Then adults just go, they throw the nets in. The the, the expats, they throw the nets in. Yeah, go, yeah, that's how it works. How old are you when you start learning how to fish? I didn't really fish, you know, but everybody one time maybe you like, didn't fish. I didn't. I just my mom and my dad. Oh, your mom and dad. Did. Yeah. Did your mom and dad meet in the village? Yes. Okay. Cool. Then they meet physical the exchange of pictures. You know how back <laughs> back then when you're due for to get married, uh-huh. what they do is they'll send pictures of women to you. Okay. And you just like Tinder. Yeah. It's like Tinder, but whoever you pick, whoever you swipe on, whoever you swipe yeah. on, you're marrying. So you just pick this so they'll bring the lady there. Okay. So hold on. Your dad swipes on your mom. That's it. And and the rest then, is history. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hold on. She, he's like, I like her, the yes. gospel, famous gospel girl. Yeah, I, I, I guess she, he didn't even know she was a singer then. Oh, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't so, know her, her fame. No, no, no. The, the picture came and she was like this. They brought her and they got married. Okay, so hold on. So did they bring him multiple women to meet and like have a couple interactions with, or no, 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 just, just one person. Just one. Just one. Now, did his dad and her dad have to like communicate at all? Like, hey, we're arranging this marriage kind Absolutely. of thing. Yes. So walk me through that process. Um, this guy's due for marriage, eligible, you know. Oh, your dad's like, yo, boys, my dude's due for marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so what they do is they just uh, they'll tell, okay, there's another girl in another village. Uh huh. She's due. She's due for marriage. How so. old was your mom at this point? I really can't tell. <laughs> you can't. don't know or you can't tell? I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. How old do you think? Like um, 20, 18? Maybe like, maybe like 15. 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they do. So they'll send the pictures in. How old was your dad? My dad should be like maybe in his. Um, 20s okay so he's in his 20s she's 15 yeah so they'll bring the picture so they just go over it and you know he's like she's hot i think i like this one yeah (laughs) what village from the lesbian okay bring it okay so now when your dad's picking does he consult with like his dad and he's like here's this family's history here's the like is it like uh here's what this family's bringing to the table here's the land they own, like, is all that considered, or is it just no? We don't. She's go, hot. We, that's it. We don't go that far. Okay, so it's like because she's, it's a small town. Okay, everybody like interconnected, so we know family. You know the town, yes. So it's a small town, so you just just move on. You're grown. You're ready to get married. Yeah, go that's start it. Life. Make it work. Yes. What's the divorce rate? No divorce. People hardly divorce in Nigeria. Hardly. It's just now. Uh, modernization now that western culture is like yes. seeped in they're like oh wait we can get out of this thing people start going through abuse back yeah. then if they go through abuse they live with they it. have to deal with it yeah but now people are more exposed to so they just these women now are like well, i can get out of this yeah, they, yeah. They, they, and I guys die. too yeah before I die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and with the men too some yeah. women abuse it right yeah so it's sure it's both or ways. the guy yeah. yeah makes sense i um I've sold a lot of, uh, when I first moved out to Boston, I sold a lot of Indian families from like Phuket, uh, or not Phuket, I'm not, that's uh, uh, Thailand, uh, from Gujarati, India. Mm-hmm. There's a whole community up near a town called Lowell, Mass. And um, they were all arranged marriages. So I was fascinated by it. Like, so when I talked to them and I, I was working with them with the solar for their house, yeah. I'd always ask them a ton of questions about like the arranged marriage and just like how it worked. And they were super cool to like talk about it. Like, the, and they still do it, by the way. Like, oh. even over here, their kids are, a lot of them are still doing arranged marriages with their kids in the States. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So it's instead wild. of going back to their town, they'll do they it just, here. They'll do it here. Yeah. Okay. Or they'll go, like, if a, say a son's of age. He's in his early 20s, whatever. They'll go back to India, to Gujarati or wherever, yeah. and say, hey, my son's my son's ready to get married. And then there'll be like five, you know, families that have daughters that are of wow. age. They'll sort of like present them. 
Mm-hmm. And then, but they have some interaction for like, it's almost like the bachelor. Like they have some right. interaction for like a couple dates or whatever mm-hmm. with each one. And then they choose at that point and then that's it. And then they get married. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that <laughs> sounds pretty it's, good. It's similar. <laughs> You're like, that actually sounds pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they're anyway, not to get too digress too much on it, but like, I think there's like something to be said for just like this idea that like, any two people can make it work if they really are committed to the relationship. True. Are your parents still married? They're still married. And they're happy and they're just... Very happy. So it worked out. And they, <laughs> had, they had a strapping young man that's killing it in solar now. That's right. How many, <laughs> how many siblings do you have? I have uh, four. Four siblings? Yeah, with me, five. You're, where do you fit in? I'm the third. Right in the middle. Yeah. Brothers, sisters, four boys and one girl. Four boys, one girl. Where's the girl sit? She's the first. She's the oldest. The oldest. Got it. Okay, cool. I'm assuming she's a great, great woman. She's like a second mom. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And now, are you married? Yes, I am. And how did you meet your wife? I met her in church. Okay, same way your dad met his wife, or no? No, no it's different way, but in a more you know modern, a little more evolved. Yeah. So okay. I was singing. I came down from the stage, and I saw this skinny girl. Okay. Just walk past, and I, I said, "I've never seen this face before." Yeah. From that from that stage, I see everybody. Right. I said, I've never seen her before. Just a vision. Yeah. Then I walked up to her at the end of the day, and we exchanged numbers. It was the thirty first night. What was your opener? Say, hey, hi, are you new? <laughs> Yo, what do you think of the pipes? Is that what you said? <laughs> so I was like, I've not seen it before. I just got back from college. You know, mm-hmm. she was in college, then out of state. That she just got back. I said, oh, no wonder I've never seen your face around before. Uh, my name is, uh, we shook hand, and she said, I turned around. I said, can I have your number? It's 31st night. Happy New Year. Yeah. So she gave me a number and we, we got talking. Oh, so it was New Year's Eve or New was Year it, Eve. it was right crossover, around Crossover, like crossover service. Yeah. We do a crossover service between um, 11.30 to 12. Oh, really? Then we scream, Happy New Year. We pray, we dance into the New Year. Yeah. That's just, we call it crossover service. Okay. So it was in a crossover service I met her and... Oh, so right during the crossover service. So happy After, new year. Yeah, then everybody was just interacting. So I walked up to her. Oh, and you were on stage scanning the crowd. I wasn't scanning. I was actually singing to God. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the prayer was answered. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> prayer was answered. I like it. Uh, so you see, what's her name? Adetola. Adetola? Yes. How do you spell it? A-D-E-T-O-L-A. Adetola. That's, That's a full one, but we call her Tola. A Tola. The short T O L A. Tola. Tola. Got it. Pretty name. And we have two daughters. How old are they? Seven and four. Okay. And their names? Fiwa and Fiin. Fiwa and Fiin. How do you spell that? F I W A for Fiwa. F I W A. Fiwa. Fiwa. Then Fiin is F I Y I N. Fiin. 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 Got it. That's cool. Where do those names come from? Why the why the names are they are they special or do you just make them up? They're special. Mm. Uh, back when we just don't give kids name, we believe whatever you call them, they become. Mm. And what do those names mean? So I'll tell you, Fiwa Jolua. That's a full thing. Fiwa Jolua. It says that's her full name. The full name. It says you are like Christ. Okay. You're gonna be like Christ. Okay. Fiwa, Efin, Folua, give praises to God. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. And what language is that? Yoruba. Yoruba? Yoruba from Nigeria. From Nigeria. <laughs> how many languages are there in Nigeria? <laughs> Over 160. So how do you communicate? Uh, we communicate through broken there's English? A, yeah, there's a broken English that is universal, everybody here. Okay. So we do the broken English. So here. everyone does the broken English. Everybody. Everybody then, understands. But in the little villages, everyone's got their own thing going. Yeah, if you find yourself there, if you can't understand what you're saying, just switch to broken. I see. Some of them are not that exposed. They can't speak the broken English very well, but they'll be able to communicate with you. Because they're just in these ancient villages that have been there for millions, hundreds of thousands of years, whatever. That's right. Of years. And... 
they eventually start running into other villages, but they've been doing their own language the whole time. So they eventually start running into these other villages and they're like, wait, you speak a whole different language? That basically how it works? Well, it's diverse. We have the northern, the southern, the eastern, northeast, southeast, east, west. So there is a, we have, we're over 300 million people in Nigeria with over 160 languages. Jeez. How, uh, how big is Nigeria? Like compared to like a U.S. like area, like as big as Texas, bigger than Texas, big, like no, half, the U, half the U.S. Like no, how- not close, not close, but it's just together, but it's big. So how big is it compared to like a U.S. state? Do you know? Would you know? No, not really. Maybe like, maybe like Texas, the entire Texas. Or yeah. yeah. We'll fact check that. Google. (laughs) We'll fact check that. I don't know. Hey Siri. Oh no. How big is Nigeria compared to a U.S. state? Don't quote me. It's the first. This is the Electric People podcast. First, three hundred fifty-six thousand square miles. Hmm. Andrew, find a U.S. state that's three hundred sixty-six thousand square miles. (laughs) Break that down. Wow. No, I'm curious. So 160 plus languages, that's crazy. Is it How many languages do you speak? Maybe I speak one, yep. which is mine, Yoruba. Yep. Not too fluent, but I speak it. But then um, Well, didn't you grow up speaking it or did you no, grow up I kind don't. of speaking broken English? Broken English. Okay. Because when my parents got married, they moved to Lagos. Oh. So they that's moved like the big city. The big city. Lagos is a place where the hustler leave. How big is Lagos? Like as big really? as DC kind of thing, or like like, yeah, like a t- uh, it's like a city. Yeah, city. Okay. So everybody's there. If you are there, you want to make it. You don't want to go back broke. You want to make it. You just want to make something out of it. Yeah. Okay. So they moved in. So then, the broken English was uh, was the next route for us for yeah. communication. So you, okay. So when you, yep. All right, so we just we just got the fact check in, and Nigeria for everyone listening is about one and a half Texas, one and a half Texases, Texases, <laughs> two two Californias basically, two and two two Californias Thank and some you, change. Thank you, Siri. Thank you, Google. So it's a big uh, it's a big area. Yeah, it is big area. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so all right. So I want to hear, um, and I know like on these podcasts, whenever we have people that have come from outside the U.S., I know that a lot of times we spend like hearing about the journey over, um, but I just find it so fascinating. So hopefully everyone that's listening, um, I want to get into Idris, your kind of like how you got to the U.S., mm-hmm. and then we'll get into some sales stuff. Okay. Um, but uh, for those of you guys that don't know Idris, he's a district manager in our uh, DC North office. So we just promoted him at the beginning of the quarter, first quarter. Uh, so he's a brand new district manager. He's been crushing it in sales. Um, he's been with us for what? A little less than two years. Less than two years. Less than two years. 14, 14 months. 14 months. Um, he's almost at a hundred career installs. And, um, the thing that he's done that's really set him apart to, in order to, uh, get promoted it's one he's an extremely competent you're an extremely competent salesman thank you um and you only sell loan right yes sir only sell loan customer owned accounts which is a very complex sell uh but more importantly you've shared this opportunity with as many people as anyone we have on the East Coast. So if you're listening and you're, especially if you're a sales rep and you have ambitions of becoming a district manager, there's a couple ways you do it. One, you crush it with your personal sales, which is kind of a, that's that's like the baseline. Like for me anyway, if someone can't crush it on personal sales, no matter how good they are at recruiting or like helping with the team or whatever else, um, if you can't crush it on your personal sales, it's just a non-starter. So if you want to become a district manager, step one, you have to crush your personal sales. Okay. Step two is, um, there's a lot of people that crush personal sales and the way you set yourself apart is through recruiting and helping us build 
the company, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really where you've set yourself apart is that recruiting. So how many people, um, give or take, directly have you recruited to the company? About 10 plus. About 10 plus people all in the last, you know, six to 10 months or so. And then how many people have those 10 people recruited? Almost 50. (laughs) Another 30, 40, 50 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've like built like two teams basically at this point. Um, So if you're sitting here listening like, man, how do I get promoted to become a district manager? Idris is a very good blueprint on how to do it. And he's maybe our newest district manager on the East coast. Um, along with one or two others that we promoted right at the beginning of the year. But, um, you know, you have to set yourself apart with personal sales. And then uh, to set yourself apart from everybody else that's killing it with sales, you become a great recruiter. And that's what you've done. Yes, sir. So uh, it's been really, really cool to watch you grow and want to congratulate you. you on getting promoted. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Do you, do you feel, was that something that happened by design? Like, was that something that you like had in your mind that you wanted to become a manager or was it just kind of something that happened? No, I didn't see it coming at all. So, uh, when, when Amadou took Amadou Connect, Amadou, my man, Amadou, yep. Amadou, it took him over six months to get me. When he finally got me, he said, come try this because we worked together way back together. Now he said, come try this. If it doesn't work. In the first 60 days, I'll give you 50 grand. No way. <laughs> he said 50 grand? 50 grand. So I'll give you 50 that grand. That dude put said, his money where his mouth was. He said, I'll give you 50 grand or I'll give you a Rolex. And this is a Rolex. What? <laughs> I actually wore this because of this podcast. So this Did he a, buy that for you? Yes. No way. So I'll tell you the story. Okay. <laughs> so when I came in that day, the energy was Super right. Now you're living in D.C. at this point. In Maryland. Okay. So Amadou said, Idris, come over, cash. For Amadou, if you come in, it gives you 200 bucks for coming. Okay. So, and we've had Amadou on. Amadou is a very good recruiter as well. So let's hear his secrets. Yeah. How is he getting everybody? Good. It will tell you, come for this meeting. When you show up, I give you 200 bucks. Okay. And by the time you show up, you you'll be fascinated by people's check on the board, and the next thing is how can I make this kind of money? Right. And it doesn't, you're in the right place. I'm gonna give you a fish to come check this out, but when you check it out, we're gonna teach you how to fish. That's right. Got so it. and that's how I bring people in. I'm a is a model. Talk less, but it's po- very powerful. Yeah. So when I came in, I the energy was super right. I was like, I think this is the place I want to be. Mm. So I stood I stood up like everybody introduced herself. I did, blah, blah, blah. Who brought you here? I said, Amadou Koder. I said, oh, if Amadou brings you here, that means you must be a killer. I said, I don't know. We'll see. So I was sit- sitting just by the wall where they have the pictures of everybody. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at it, different people with their record break, you know, what they did in their combine. And uh and I asked the question, what is this for? And I said it. And I said, I'm going to beat this record. Mm. Fresh. I didn't know. I was just saying it with excitement because of the energy in the room. I said, I'm going to beat this. Everybody was like, oh, really? Everybody was clapping and all that. And after that meeting, Amadou called me and said, would you like to do it? I said, okay, no, let's give it a shot. And I started. My first three, my first 60 days, I already made $118,000. Oh, my God. I said, this is insane. What were you doing before that? Long care, true green. <laughs> Long care, okay. I'll and make, how are you, what were you making? Like what? Uh, Big salary was 41000 with commission and everything. I'll okay. make 70000 okay, 75000 so pretty good job. No, I mean, you can't compare that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't match it. Okay. So I was like, in my, in my 60, 90 days, one and I was sitting in that office for 365 days. Someone who gave me 75000 Yeah. For, no, 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 no. I was like, I be, I was blown away. Then I, I was the only Nigerian in the office. I started calling all my friends. Oh, at the time you were the only Nigerian? The only the Nigerian. Okay. I started calling everybody. Because where's Amadou from? Mali. Mali. Where's Mali compared to Nigeria? Like, we're neighbors, not too far from each other. Okay. So I started calling everybody. I have never seen this kind of job before. Hold on. Just when you say not too far, 
we're talking from Texas to Louisiana. So it's still, I mean, it's pretty far. It's far, but yeah. Well, <laughs> same part of the world. With, yeah. Same part of the world. Right. So I started calling everybody. What are you doing with a salesman work? Cash up. How much do you make? How many cars do you need to sell to make 100000 a year? Mm-hmm. The guy said, probably the entire lot. I said, come to my house. I started showing them a paycheck. I started calling everybody. I said, this is an opportunity that we need to tap into. We don't have, I'm the, I'm the only one here. Let's get it. Everybody's like, they came through and they saw it and they believed in it. Some don't have tablets. I bought them tablets with the little money I have. You better start fishing. This is your tablet. This is all you need. We need iPhone or an Apple product. Then it was Neo. So you got to get on it. And mm. the rest is history. So the same people I recruited start telling all of my friends, same chain of people. Yeah. Because I can't talk to everybody. Why were you try- why were you so interested in recruiting everybody? I mean, you weren't a manager, you weren't like, you know what I mean? Like you were just a sales rep. I don't you were know. and you were like a just a new rep at that. An average Nigerian that finds himself in this country. Yeah. It's a big deal. I could tell what each family go through before that one person find themselves here. Mm. People had to put monies together. So the expectation back home is we're waiting for the day you're going to come back like Father Christmas. With a sack of cash. They're waiting. Yeah, with the bag. They're just waiting. So when that when I found this opportunity, I knew this is the time. So I was calling everybody. I'm super grateful to God because of the lives I've touched by just that phone call. Come and see what I'm doing. Come and see if you could do it. Of which I know you can do it. Let's do it together. Mm. I have a lot of people here that will make you successful. They're going to train you. They're going to help you. I will help you as much as I can. But come see it. And lives have changed. People who haven't seen $100,000 in a year, they see that in a quarter. Crazy. And that just gives me joy. Just make me smile. So the most you'd ever made in a year prior to this job was sixty, seventy thousand bucks. Yeah. Okay. And last year, what would you, what did you make? Gross. Almost, almost half a million. And then obviously you've had to pay taxes on it, or whatever. But we're working on that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to remember to pay your taxes. Yeah, guys. we're working. Yeah. On it. Everyone listening, my account is working on it. Seriously. Good. Yeah. Everyone listening. Um, most everyone listening is probably a ten ninety nine employee well most everyone listening all the sales reps anyway uh here's what i do okay here's what i would recommend everyone to do is in okta in our system you can add up to like five six bank accounts to okta okay so do you have this done do you have multiple bank accounts in okta okay no just two just two okay so take take five six bank accounts and i actually like to do separate banks because i don't for me personally, I need a system where it's like out of sight, out of mind. I don't touch certain accounts. Okay. Just go. And I have one tax savings account where I put 40% of my income that I get paid is just auto deposited right into that tax savings account. I never see the money ever. So then come tax season, I already know the money's there. I don't have to think about it. Okay. So that's one, that's one thing I would recommend. Everyone listening, please do that. 40% of your income. Okay. You gotta figure out how to live on sixty percent of your paycheck. Now, once you're once you're in a good spot financially, then you can add more bank accounts. Like I have a vacation account, I have an investment savings account, I have you know just different accounts. Then I have the account that I just live on. So that account's a certain percentage of my paycheck. That's what I pay all my bills with. That's what I go out to dinners with. That's what I go skiing with. Just like that's my fun money, right? I pay the bills and I can do whatever I want with it. So, so anyway, that's the system. So, nice. <laughs> but all the, all the guys that you're hiring, you need to train them how to do this stuff. Yeah, we're talking on it every day. Yeah. And um, it's taxes and a lot of them are struggling. A lot of them are like, shoot, I got to pay taxes now. All this money is not yours. Yeah. I always say that. <laughs> That's folks. right. I say it all the time. I know. So, thank yeah. thank God for my wife, you know, and um, she, she's scared of IRS. We don't want trouble. Yeah. So, she knows how to pull money and keep. Good. You know, now the accountant, they're both working on it and- Good. Yeah, you want to, um, especially new people that get high. The problem is the job's super hard. So the first time you start getting your big paychecks, 
the temptation is to feel like all that money is yours, right? And sometimes you're behind on bills or whatever and you got to pay. So you're in this rat race that you got to get out of. But once the installs start coming frequently and you start getting ahead a little bit, you got to start setting money aside real fast. Otherwise, come tax season, you're... I think I like your strategy. I think I'm going to do that. Do that. Vacation account, tax account. Yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah, I have when five I, accounts. When I, I get back, when I get back, I'm going to... I call them the Wakanda crew. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bring them together and share that with them. <laughs> okay. no, it's, no, it's cool. It's a good... No, it's good. I mean, I, I've been... You want to go on vacation, you know there's more fun in that yeah. account and you just pull without stress. Right. Yep. And if you're married... um you know, I guess take it with a grain of salt, but I will have an account that I set aside a, a certain percentage of my income that would just go to that account as well. Mm-hmm. That she can just spend with guilt free. Mm. So it's like, cause that way, cause that way I think a lot of times people will get in arguments over money and you're like, honey, like I got, you can't just go buy something or this, that, whatever. It, and most wives are really, really great about like just being conscious of the money, whatever. But like if money's an issue in your marriage, that's a system I think is really, really good, which is you have a, an account set up with a small percentage and you just say, this is your guilt free money. Go buy clothes, go buy whatever you want with it. Massage, like anything you want, go do with this amount of money. But I need to make sure that the rest of the money is used for all the stuff that we're working toward together as a couple, you know? So anyway, some quick tips. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we do we use it. Some good one, yeah. So I want to hear. Um, so you've recruited ten people. They've recruited a bunch of people. I mean, you're you're doing a. It's like a, a Nigerian takeover down there. Right. Right. That's the goal, right? That's the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so how many? You walk into the DC North office right now. What percentage of the team are? Africans, almost eighty percent. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. I mean, you guys are going to break out into the song. I mean, you're going to break out right into the. You just break out into this in the gospel music or what? <laughs> almost eighty percent. And everybody yes. knows the dance. They do. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I want to come to a big DC North party. We'll do. All right. We'll put up one. And- We'll that, have you around. That'll be sick. Are we going to do a crossover? We're going to do a crossover party next New Year's yeah. Eve? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that yet. <laughs> That's awesome. So how old were you when you came to the States? Um, plus or minus. Hmm. You see, this age thing, it's. It's a big deal, but let's go by the book, right? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this because you didn't know how old your your dad was, right? You didn't know how old your mom was. You don't like is age not a thing in Nigeria or what? It is. Let's go by the books. Okay. Um like uh how old are you now? Do you know? I do, but hold up. <laughs> I'm, do, I'm doing math. <laughs> Let me do um, He's I'm doing, doing math. some math. Just to find out how old he is, he's got to do some math. Wait, so, do you know what year you came to the States? Yes. Okay, so you're just trying to figure it out. Yeah, right. so. This is funny. I mean, I'd say coming to America from Africa is a fairly big moment in your life. I would think you would know how old you were. I don't know what kind of math you're doing over there. You're punching so, all kinds of numbers. I was about like uh, 25 when I came. 25. And how old are you now? 35. 35. Okay. 10 years. Got it. So 25. Um, were you the first in your family to come to the U.S.? <laughs> yes. You were? <laughs> Probably my entire village. Your entire village? <laughs> yes. You were the first one to come to the States? Yes. My entire... Yes. First, first living, yes, my entire village. What's the village name again? It's in Ondo State, a small village called Ilekwete in Ondo State. And how many people are in that village? Trust me, I don't know, maybe maybe 10,000. 10,000? And you were the first one to come to the States. First. Were, they, were you like the, um, 
you were like the tribute. Like they were like, okay, we got to send someone to the States. We're going to do some tryouts. You're going to put you through a series of tests. Nobody ever. Series of physical fitness tests. Adam, if you're we're going to send Idris. If you're from that village, trust me, U.S. is out of the way. Not even, not even an option. You can't even think about it. It's not even like on the radar. The opportunity came because I was in Lagos, in city. You get information. Uh, that was when you have access to internet. We go pay. There's a cyber course, cyber cafe, mm -hmm. like a cafe. People run the small businesses. You can't afford to have internet at home. We're living below $50, my entire family a month. Okay. $1,500. In Lagos? Yes, everybody. Okay. So how we, big was like your, we're living in an apartment in Lagos? We're living in a, a room. A room? A room. Everybody's How there. many people? Maybe eight of us. And my father is the kind of person that also have um, people like to live. Because he's in Lagos, this person will call you, hey, my son wants uh, to come to Lagos. So he would take in like- It takes anybody. Take people in. Just take anybody. Got so it. we have like three rooms. We just share. So many people per room? <laughs> Maybe like four. Four or five. Four or five. And you're all just sleeping on like just cot, sleep on the couch, cots on the, on the floor. floor. We have mats. Mats. Yes, mats. Okay. We just roll the mats on the floor. We sleep on it. Yeah. Then the bed, people just, it's rough. Yeah. It's not the lifestyle. Do people snore in there? Everybody. Everyone kinda, snore. <laughs> people say I snore when I sleep, but I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a life, a, a good lifestyle. Yeah. So America, Europe, Traveling overseas, it's not an option. You can't even think about mm. it. But when I came to Lagos, I heard about the opportunity about visa lottery. Okay. So I played the visa lottery. Oh, okay. You can enter a visa lottery. Yes. I see. How do you do that? You go online. It's called DV160. Okay, so you it's, applied for it. You applied for it. It's run by the U.S. So you apply for it. The year they stopped it from Nigeria, that was the year I came here. So oh, they what, stopped it. They stopped it because we've hit our max. So that was the last. That was the final I was year. I was the last. You were the final cut. Final basically. cut for Nigeria. Wow. They still do it for other smaller countries. They don't do it in Nigeria anymore. No more. So, so was, how do people get here now from Nigeria? Is that they come with visiting visa? They get stuck here. They can't do anything. They come with student visa. In between, they fall in love. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, and they just find a way, you know. Got it. So it's rough. So when I when I won that visa lottery, we didn't even have money to even come. We couldn't even put the money. Yeah, you won it, and then everyone's like, "Now what? We got to figure out how to get them over." So there. how do we raise the money? Yeah, how do you so, get? How'd so you do everybody it? started putting the into the pot. You know, like you contribute, contribute. Yeah, I I, I loan a thousand dollars, which is then it was like, which is five hundred thousand naira. You 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 got a loan a for loan a thousand from bucks from a friend, yes. Okay. Used a friend's car as a collateral. My brother said he just got a job. Then he said he was he's gonna pay for me, so he paid off that debt. Then I came here. I came in with two hundred dollars to the U.S. to the U.S. two hundred bucks. I have my friend. One of how my, many people contributed to your GoFundMe? To get you over here, <laughs> the entire family, the entire family, not the the entire village, but the my immediate family. Okay, yes, probably 30, 40 people. Or yes, whatever. got it. Everybody, just put in something. Make sure you come. Here. How much money total did it take to get here? Yeah, you had the thousand from your buddy. A thousand, which I I put into buying the ticket. Okay. Then with all all together, maybe like um, less than two thousand dollars. Okay. Less than two thousand. Okay, two grand. Then when I when I before then you got to do your uh, medical, you got to pay some money. So it's more than two thousand dollars. I did my medical in cameras. I remember to do chest X-ray. You got to get all your vaccines. All that yeah, stuff, make right? sure you are healthy. So I asked Nana this. Do you know Nana Ose? Nana, yes. Um, you have the scar on your shoulder. This one here. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has that. It's almost gone. Yeah, what I think is this one. Um, yeah, every person that's migrated to the country that I know has that scar. What's this? What's the scar from? It's humanization, vaccine, polo. It's called. It's for polio. Polo vaccine. The I polio see. vaccine. And it just burn. It burns and scars your arm. Basically. Yeah, just like a gun. Pow. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So that's why if you run a test on every every Nigeria or Africa born outside the country, they will tell you you have tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Why? It's because you don't have it, but if they run the test over here, they will see a trace. They will not tell you to go do another test or counter that. <laughs> it's funny. Anybody that is born outside the country because of the kind of vaccine we take, yeah. they will see it. They'll say you have a trace of tuberculosis. Oh, really? <laughs> so they're going to give you the, va- the vaccine no matter what. Yeah. yeah. So that's but So All the right. journey. So you're 25. Yeah. You win the lottery. Yes, sir. People are going nuts in the streets. Excitement. Idris is going to America. Excitement. When I picked that visa up on the 15th of September, I remember the day. Okay. I picked that visa. It was a big day. I opened that thing. I kept looking at it. So this is how my life is going to change. Yeah. Because the idea was if you have that, as soon as you get into America, you see money everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's the idea. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. So we're waiting. I was just waiting for that day that when I work into America, but when I came, the story was different. Hard work. <laughs> but know. but it's, do you? Okay, so you win this thing. Feels like you won the lottery, and in your mind, it is lottery. <laughs> it is lottery. It is you won the lottery. Yeah. In your mind, you're like, I'm gonna be rich. That's right. Okay, but um. You come over. So then, hold on. Tell me about your journey real quick, quickly, the day you actually came to America. Like, you just get on an airplane, you land in New York. Like, where do you go? I landed in Atlanta. Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. Then, my friend is in Maryland. I did a connecting flight to Maryland. Why Maryland? Because that's the only place I have a friend that is willing to take me in. Are there a lot of Nigerians in Maryland? There are a lot. Why? Why have they congregate? I mean, are they congregating other places too, or is they Maryland do. kind of a hub? Texas and Maryland. Texas. Yeah. Really. Texas, Houston, a lot of Nigeria. Oh. So, you know, one person get there, say life is good. Yes, that connects. I up. see. That's it. Yeah. So, um, outside of Boston, where I live, there from the town I live in is called Andover. Twenty minutes from here, there's another town called Lowell, Lowell. and Lowell has the most Cambodians in it mm-hmm. of any city um, in the world outside of uh, LA and Cambodia. Right. Like Lowell has this mm-hmm. massive Cambodian population. And I've always like one, I think there was like um, some program, you know, decades ago where they were, they were taking Cambodians in for some reason and then right. it just sort of like exploded. So it could be the same. I didn't know if it was the same. It's the same thing. The visa mm-hmm. lottery. The same thing. So you get up to Maryland. What time of year was it? Winter. Winter time. Yeah. And Nigeria gets cold or is it always Never. hot? It's always hot. Hot. Like how hot? Super hot. Maybe like in the in the nineties. Okay. 90s. It's always nineties plus, yeah. hundred low hundreds. Yeah. Okay. So you come in the Maryland midwinter. Did you even strange. own a coat? No coat. No coat. No coat on. But the guy was that was coming that's coming to pick me. Already knew, so he brought me a big jacket. Okay. So you were like, what is this weather? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I could see that picture. So he gave me this code, then I came in. I was like, so this is the America. Yeah. Where's said, all the money? <laughs> he said, yes. He was just two, three months. Old. Oh, he was just like three months ahead of you. <laughs> so he was like, it was like you guys both started playing piano, and he was just a couple lessons ahead of you. That's, That's right. <laughs> yeah. So he was just a couple of months. So yeah. he too was still trying to. He's still figuring it out. Yeah. I mean, I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, so I can't a, imagine him. It's a great country. No regret. Yeah. Life. There's food everywhere. Those food everywhere. <laughs> the kind of food we can't eat. We don't have access to. So yeah. They have it here. McDonald's. There's food. I said, wow. Say nice. What was the first thing you did? First thing you ate? When I came? Yeah. They took me to su- Subway. Subway. <laughs> Subway. So this rap, I was like, that says meat and everything. I yeah. Just, I said. You're like, this is heaven. <laughs> this is heaven. It was Subway. The first one. Do you remember what kind of sandwich it was? No, I can't remember. Okay. So you just got like a club sandwich, bunch of meat. I knew it was a wrap. It was a wrap? Yeah. Oh, a yeah. nice little wrap. Yeah. So I was just. I said, nice. Subway. 
your your guys like your guys like we're gonna take we're gonna treat him <laughs> to Subway. Then other people heard I'm in town. Yeah, do you still go to Subway by the way? Just once in a while. Every now and then brings yeah. back memories though. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's cool. All right, so other people here in town. Few people oh, that uh, knew you from back home. No, they don't because of the, the oh, the, my friend. We start networking. They just said, "Hey, the new guys, uh, a new, new guys guy. here. Let's." This one said they take me to Texas Roadhouse. People just come take me for lunch. Okay. Take they now took me to the Chinese, the the buffet. The bu- <laughs> I said, "Oh my god!" The buffet was the just buffet, I said, "I'm gonna die here." <laughs> so I was like. I could eat everything. They said yes. So that's what, that's what they do. When you first come, they take you to... No buffets in our, in uh, Nigeria? <sighs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no Chinese buffets anyway. No, maybe in the luxurious hotels, five-star hotels. Yeah. And it's limited. Probably pay a fortune to go in. Yeah. yeah but here... Eight dollars, seven dollars. I would eat everything. You'd I was staying there for hours. I was going around picking. Just everything. <laughs> Best day of your life. I'm telling you. That's so good. So, what was one of the things that you did when you first came to America that st- you still remember? Like, is your one of your favorite things that happened when you first came? Could be food. Could be any anything. One of the favorite thing. Was it just the food? Like the abundance of just like going to the restaurants. I think it's the food because I didn't do anything special. I didn't travel anywhere for a long time. So I didn't go see places. I was stuck in this town mm. in Maryland for like forever. Yeah. Then before I started traveling. So what was your favorite food? Favorite meal you had in the first couple of weeks that you were in America that you still like go there all the time still today? Well, because where I'm from, we like home food. We cook our stuff. We don't, we're not the eat out kind of people. Right. So everything we th- those kind of food that we wanted to eat back home that we couldn't afford, yeah, we start making them here. I see. So now I can eat a plate of soup with five meats, then with then without meat. Right. We eat without. Well, meat. it's tough to you know it's tough to walk out of your house on stilts, get in the boat, roll down to the local McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like that's not <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> You're not rolling down to no, Burger King. No, no, you know? no. That's funny. So, okay, so you're in the States, then um, you get a job, odd jobs here and there, because you've been working for us for less than two years. How long were you with True Green before you started with us? The first job I ever did was with um, a call center job. Okay, call center. Call center. Yep. In Virginia. Okay. So I was working with um, AT&T. Okay. I was paid $9 an hour. Because, so, yeah, you realized really quickly that you didn't hit the money lottery. You what well, The lottery you hit was coming to America, America. and an opportunity to become but, something and yeah. to grow, right? So but so was there a reality check moment where you were like, oh, wow, I'm going to have to work <laughs> my butt off still? Absolutely. I can't live in this house forever. Yeah. I know I need to go somewhere, you know, start my life. So when I started working, I got the $9 job. I called back home. I said... Our life is about to change. I said, I'm working in this place with white people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you yeah. know, say, God, we call them Oyubo. The white people? Yeah, we say, I'm with the Oyubos. Yubos? <laughs> How do you say it? Oyubo. Oyubo. Oyubo is white people. Okay. Say, man, a lot of Oyubos, yeah. A lot, I mean, a lot of white people. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. Or a scary, like, a it's scary just, different. No, like, no, no, it's a good thing. Like, good thing. Instead of saying white man, we call it back home Oyubo. Is that like, Almost like I made it. I'm, I'm working with all the Oyubos. Yes, white guys. I see. Some of my friends say, take pictures, just do video. Let's see people back home. Show us the white people. <laughs> you know, it, was a, it was a big deal. Okay. It was so you big, were like taking sneaky pictures of white people and just send them to your buddies. You just do selfie and just say, "Hey, Adam, do something." Yeah, you know. That and I'm like, and they're like, "Idris <laughs> is hanging with all these white people." He's, so it was a big deal. People, too many pressure. People want to call you then, send me money. You send this thirty bucks. You send this twenty dollars. You know, just yeah. to, it's it's like the, it was a roller coaster experience. But um, finally, life started getting better. Yeah. I was making like eighteen thousand a year. When did you and you brought your wife from Africa with you, or did you meet her over here? 
No, she came. She came later. She came to, yeah. So were you guys married when you left to America? When you came to America, were you already married? No, we're not. I went back home. We got married. Then she not joined me. Okay. So you so you guys met over there. Yes. You're dating. Yeah. How serious dating were you at that? Like you knew you were going to get married? Yeah, yes. And then you're like, hey, I, I won the America ticket. To so when, I, when I settled down. I'm going to go over there. It's going to take me a few months. Then I'm coming back Not and getting months, you. years. Years. No month, years. So you're like, I'm going to come back and get you. Was there ever a moment where she was like, yeah, sure, buddy? What? Or do you think she was like, I believe you. I'm I'm chilling. I'm waiting until you she come back. She believed, but she was just indifferent. She thought probably. Then I didn't give her the full gist, the full story about the visa lottery then. She thought uh, maybe one, everybody that's in America is married to a white woman. Oh. So she keep asking me, where's your white? Did you meet a white woman yet? Yeah, where's you your white yet? lady? Where's your white lady? <laughs> you know, like maybe somebody will help you. She thought you would meet someone over here, basically. So eventually I told her I'm coming back home. I went home and I was like, are you dating anybody? He said, no. Talking to anybody? He said, no. I said, so what's up? I said, I'm just asking. He said, if you want to, get, if you want to marry me, you know what to do. Bring your parents. Then I called my dad. I said, hey, dad, I'm going back. Get a date. Go there. Book a date. Talk to the family. We're getting married. We're going to get married. And uh, I made some little cash. I came back. Yeah. And we did it. Closer. Yeah. You got, you closed <laughs> her, man. I closed man. the deal, ABC. Yeah. Then, <laughs> you closed her. Then a um, couple of weeks, then she joined. Mm. Then. The rest is history. That's right. That's awesome. Man, that's cool. That's uh yeah, that's an awesome story, man. So all right, so you you then fast forward odd jobs here there, eventually True Green, eventually uh Vivint Solar Sunrun, right? Yeah, well while I was doing True Green, I was also doing because the money wasn't enough, I was also picking trash. Mm. That's what and that's the part I never told anybody. How what do you mean picking trash? I like, do trash a pick trash valet, valet living. There's a company called Valet. They put trash on your door. So I go midnight. After True Green during the day, I go midnight just to make an extra $240. So what, you'd go pick up people's trash at their doors? Yeah. So they would just on an app say, here's my trash? No, it's all right. with a company. Okay. It's called Valet Living. Okay. So you, 8 o'clock, between 8 and 11, you put your trash out there, so I'll go there. I started picking trash at midnight. I see. Just to add up to what I have. Yeah. Then. And you get paid like two hundred bucks a night. Two forty. Two forty a night. Not a night. In in a week. Oh, a week. A week. An extra two forty a week. Two forty. I see. Just to add up to extra to what money. we have. Yes. Yeah. You're just grinding. Just doing it. Grinding. Got it. Um, and then you said you have a seven and four year old. So you were doing that stuff with while you had young babies at home. Yes. Yeah. One first, we had one, then the other one came. So I was doing everything just to make sure they are okay. Wow. Okay. So, um, all right. So then Amadou recruits you. Amadou, the wife actually reminded Amadou, said, where is Idris? The guy that used to work with you, with, with Scott. Then was Scott Lawn Service before the merge. Yeah. So it was, where's that guy? He not looked at his phone, found out, he not called, say, hey, Idris, is this you? I said, yes. He said, you still have this number? I said, yes, I'm not running from anybody. I don't hold <laughs> nobody money. So wait, his <laughs> wife, Amadou's wife? Yes. Was like, hey, whatever happened to that lawn service guy? Yeah, because we used to be close, right? How do you guys, yeah, how do you and, how do you and Amadou meet? Amadou came, walked into Scott, wanted to, he was looking for a job. Oh, so he came and worked with you. Yes. Oh, and then he left, went and started solar, and then a year later, whatever. My wife was like, life is good with us. No, where's that guy? Where's the Idris, the guy yeah, you liked from uh, Yeah, because the then we, we we're both very, very competitive. I want to beat him. He yeah. wants to beat me. I'll be number one today. He's number two. He's number one. In the, so that was the way the game. So we're do, going back and forth. Mm -hmm. So it was like, where is Idris? Give him a call. He might be good at this job. Yeah. Uh, and he just called me. He said, let's meet. You got to come check it out. 200 bucks. $200. <laughs> come in. 
And that's what, that was a big deal. 200 Were bucks you free. resistant at first? Were you like, nah, I'm good, man? For six months. Oh, really? Yeah. It was going back and forth. Then I said, well, give me a Rolex. They said, I'll give you 50 grand. If you don't, if you don't find this job interesting in 90 days, I'll give you 50K. Oh, my God. I said, wow. Oh, I said, I'm coming. <laughs> I just took <laughs> off. The, I took off that day. I no said, wonder Amadou is recruiting everybody. Oh, ca- it just cash up you right there. You have cash up. Yeah. You have Zelle. You have uh, what's your Vimo? Yeah. You know, it was. I said I don't do Vimo. I do cash up, okay. and he gave me two hundred dollars. So after the, the my nine days when I started making money, he was like, I made a promise to you that I was gonna. I can't give you the money. You have money now. You're rich. You know how you talk. You're rich now. You're rich man. Yeah. He said, but I'll give you the. Watch. Give me your best Amadou impression. <laughs> like tell say say t- just give me the exact conversation, but I want you to do your best Amadou voice impression. Olaide, <laughs> Olaide, let's go. <laughs> He's loud, huh? Olaide, let's yeah. go. He's so funny, man. I love Amadou. So, okay. So you start, did you have instant success with us? Or did you, was it hard at first? It was hard and, you know, I was just motivated by the money. I was just going all all in. My first, my my. they gave me a goal to do 60 days go, which is six welcome call, yeah. all 10. I was like, that's a piece of cake. I went all in. My first week, I dropped my six. Yeah, six your first week. My first two, in, in my first week, I dropped six. Six welcome calls. Then yeah. Jake was like, it looked like this guy's going to be a beast. Yeah. That Friday, they paid me my first $4,250. Okay. My wife called me because she had access to that car. It looked like this job is real. They just paid you. I said, really? He said, four. I said, how much? He said, 4250 I said, wow. I was excited. I said, yeah. now I believe that. And that just got, that gave you the gas. You were just, you were a dog at that point. Then you were she just was like, like going at it. And that was where she said, I said, I need to do 10. If I do 10, I'm going to go on a trip. I'm going to take you. First trip. First trip. First trip as a married couple ever. Yes. Then from that day, she said, any trip they are doing in that company. We're going. If you earn it and I don't earn it, you pay. But if there's a way for you to earn it, go get it. Yeah. And? You've earned them? I earned them. <laughs> <laughs> are you coming to Switzerland? We're coming. <laughs> yeah. So We're hold coming. on. So you guys did your first trip together ever. Where was that trip? Went to. Together went to Cancun. Cancun. Yeah. Got it. And it was fun. It was a good time. It was amazing. Meeting. I was bummed I couldn't be there. Yeah, we told you you're going to come. I and know. she was like, she started being an advocate of Sunrun. Yeah. If you know you want to do this job, you get, you join us. We go on. She trip. recruiting people too now? She recruited two. Oh, she did? Yeah, she did recruit two. That's awesome. One of the second Mali guy, um, Mohammed, was recruited my wife. He was an Uber driver. Okay. So he dropped. He said he's looking for a better job. My wife said, don't worry. There's a great opportunity out there with Sunrun Solar. The guys said, Solar, I don't think they pay well. I said, hold on. Talk to my husband. He picked him up from, she was coming from Atlanta. She arrived, said, babe, I know it's late. It's 1130, but there's this guy out here, Mohammed. No way. I think, yeah. It's at, so she drops her, She drops. he drops your wife off 1130 at night. 1130. Then you go out there, you recruit him. I just recruit. I showed him. Well, my she pay- recruited him and then you closed yeah, it. Yeah. I, I showed him my paycheck. I said, just keep looking at the dates. So it's not far apart, you know? Yeah, every, every week. Hey, I said, keep looking at it. I said, this is insane. Where is this place? And the following meeting, he came and he became part of us. How's he doing? He's doing okay. He's doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Everyone learns at different speeds. So it's like, it's crazy when it kind of clicks for people, you know? Um, that's awesome, man. Well, um, what advice would you have? We're about out of time, but what advice would you have for anyone starting this job right now? Hmm. My first advice to anyone starting this job right now is be focused. Mm. This opportunity is endless. I know there's fears, you know, at the beginning it's 100%, but they've made it easy for us. 500 bucks for one um, VC in between your combine and um, 4,000 in the total. Just be focused. Don't give up. And um, you will get it. 
Is that what you tell everyone that you're recruiting? All yes. the people that you're recruiting? Everybody. When you're recruiting them and you're sitting down, you're saying, okay, here's what you have to do. What do you say? Hours, like all that stuff. You're like, here's the blueprint. Number one, this money you think I'm making is not easy. It didn't come easy that way. Mm. You got to work the hours. You got to work it to get it. There's going to be tough time. You got to deal with it. It's going to be good up and down, right? So I let them know from the get-go, it's not an easy job, but it's a sweet place to work. Mm. So they know. Whatever obstacle they come that come through, they try to you know deal with it at that time. you know. So just put your heart to it. Don't give up. Just keep doing what you're doing. And everybody's excited. Every single person in my network, they're excited. At least they've made almost 100000 Crazy. And that's the kind of money, if you... Tell them to give a speech right now, each of them. <laughs> They'll tell you. They've never seen it before. It's, this is opportunity is rare. Yeah. It is rare, and people should jump on it. You uh, you know, you're turning into a kingmaker. You're, make, you're making people kings, man. No, we call Amadou the grandfather. I'm the <laughs> you're the prince. <laughs> Without me, there won't be those people. So <laughs> Amadou's the grandfather. Hey, yeah, that's awesome. I want to hear um, real fast, and Andrew, if you want to splice this in maybe earlier, I want you to, um, I want you to blow our listeners' minds with just a, just a story from Nigeria. Like when you were growing up, just like something that's just so crazy that's happened to you in your life, whether it's just an experience that happened to you or a living circumstance. Like, I mean, just like, do you have something, maybe like your biggest, something that was a real, um, maybe one of the hardest things that's ever happened to you, you know, just like a trial that you had, like something. Growing up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like what was, a, what was think, a moment where you were like, I don't know if I'm getting through this? Oh, nobody knows this. A few people, my wife knows, but I'm going to say this for the first time to everybody. While I was growing up, I couldn't talk for like five years. What? I have a uh, speech. How old? Like what ages? Like your first five years of your life? I didn't talk. Okay. I couldn't talk. I couldn't walk for like four years. Wow. So I looked like a big, helpless baby. Yeah. So everybody that sees my mom, she tried to carry me all the time. Anybody that sees that, sorry, with with one problem, a cripple, a deaf, a, you know, like. You were all of it. All of it. Couldn't talk, couldn't walk. I couldn't move. walk. They said Why? everything was, I don't know. It was just slow. Okay. And um, the first day I ever opened my mouth to talk, my mom said, I said, Papa. Really? He said, that was the most happiest day of their life. That's so cool. And You were like five. Like five. It was Jeez, slow. man. So the first day they said. Maybe I, you just weren't sure what language to speak. Now they said. <laughs> <laughs> now they, my, people would say. I'm the I'm the talkative in the family. Now you're the most. They can't get you to shut up. I'm everywhere. I'm talking. I'm everywhere <laughs> doing stuff. And now you make so, your living with your mouth and your legs. That's right. I walk yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so it it that 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 for me was something. Anytime I think about it, it just humbles me. Mm. You know, this young guy that couldn't talk. People thought I was going to be deaf. People thought I was crippled. I was going to be disabled. You know, but now. Walking around, in, walking around <laughs> in a talking. pair of Jordans, That's right. talking your way through life, man. That's right. That's so cool. Well, Idris, it's been awesome having you on. Thank you. Anything else you want to share with everybody before we wrap up? Well, if you're out there still thinking about this opportunity, please, please make your way down. Anywhere you are in the country, anywhere, anywhere, there's somebody out there to help you find your feet around Sunrun. And I want to thank everybody, like Amadou Kone, for this opportunity, for making that call. And all my DC Nord guys, from Jake, from Coach Cook, Alejandro, Keith, Andres, and all my Wakandas, <laughs> every one of you, you guys made this happen. <laughs> thank you. And to you too, Adam and um, Will, Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you. It's been an amazing journey, and I'm loving it. Well, we appreciate you, man. I'm We're, uh, we, we feel we truly uh, feel blessed to have you and and everyone that I'm you've uh, 
that everyone that you've recruited and helped bring on board. Everyone I meet, um, whenever I meet with you guys, and when I say you guys, I mean just like all the people you've recruited, your whole crew. Yeah. Um, they just give me energy. Like I just love it. And every time I'm down there, um, I wish every time I'm down there, I wish I could be down there more because it's so much fun. I just love your energy, the vibe of the team. And everyone is just so grateful for the job. There's oh. just so much <laughs> gratitude and it's so refreshing. Um, and, uh, it gives me energy because it reminds me why, you know, I do it too. You know, and there's times mm. where I, I get a little bit, you know, where I, I get, I don't, I don't have the focus on what's important. And every time I come to your team and I visit with you guys, it reminds me what truly is important with this job and with my position and my, what I do every day. It's like everything I do, I'm, I, I have to remind myself like, man, there's guys that are changing their lives with this opportunity, right. like work for these guys. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I do. And like, I, I wake up motivated cause I'm like, I have an opportunity to help really change someone's life. And if I can make that easier for you, then yeah. that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. So that's a Nigerian spirit. Yeah. They, they call us the most happiest people in the world. Really? Yeah. That's if you look that up, they call the Nigerians, they, even when they are so, in suffering, they are smiling. Really? And suffering with is that a cultural thing where yeah. it's just like because life's hard over there and yeah, you just like well, why why be happiness is a choice just right? be happy yeah it just be happy you can't change it just be happy right that's why you see us smiling all the time it's just a culture we just smile we can't help but smile yeah laugh just be happy so Nana um, Ose he's from Ghana Ghana and uh, Andrew what did he say the soup was it the soup. The rice. He said that he said that <laughs> Ghana rice is better than Nigerian rice. React to that. I'll put it the right way. It's called the jollof rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ghanaians, you know better. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Nigerian jollof rice is the best. Is it? It is the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you heard, you heard it here first. Hey, everyone, um, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Electric People. And uh, Idris Olade, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. <laughs> if you've liked what you've heard and are interested in joining our teams, check us out at viventsolar.com forward slash careers. If you enjoyed the podcast, please go to iTunes and subscribe. Leave us a great review and leave us a five-star rating. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This is Electric People. Take these principles and go be electric.